Lord Jesus, as we enter into these 40 days of prayer, open up our hearts and our minds, and today as we take a look at the topic of do we really want to grow up, help us to realize that the most important relationship that we have is a relationship with you. It's a relationship that you desire to see grow each and every day. We praise in your name. Amen. Now, I want you to imagine that you have a child, and when you have a child, it's, it's, um, that baby's cute, right? But now I want you to imagine that that um, baby begins to grow physically, but the baby chooses to grow up, okay? The baby chooses to not be potty trained. The baby chooses to not learn to eat solid food or not learn how to talk or to um, grow up mentally. Now, that um, child at the age of five is still in that same um, infant stage, even though physically it's a five-year-old child or even 10 years old. It's not going to be as cute anymore, right? And so the point I want to make is this, that in life, we're called upon to grow up, okay? Physically, mentally, emotionally. And this is obviously, you know, a very important thing, and that's for worldly purposes. But the most important growth that should be taking place in our life is in what? Our relationship with God. Our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so often a lot of people choose to not grow in that area because the world gets in the way. And so often the priorities get mixed around. And today as we kick off this um, series, 40 Days of Prayer, the theme is, do we really want to grow up? We're going to talk about six different things that talk about growing up spiritually. No matter what stage we are in our spiritual development, there's always room to keep growing. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, We are not meant to remain as children at the mercy of every chance wind of teaching. Instead, we are meant to hold firmly to the truth in love and to grow up in every way into Christ. And before I share with you on the six different points I want to talk about today, I want to make something perfectly clear. If we believe that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose, we're going to heaven. Our sins are forgiven, and we're going to live forever. But the challenge in the Christian life is growing in our faith. And I want to share with you six different spiritual laws, I guess you could say, to help us to grow in our relationship with Jesus. And the first one is this. We grow when we feed on the Word of God. We grow when we feed on the Word of God. It says in Matthew 4, 4, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. In Acts 20, verse 32, the Word of grace is able to build you up and give you all the blessings that God has for His people. Now, last year, a lot of you read through the Bible over the course of a year, and what a great thing that was. And the thing I realize is I've served now for almost 32 years being a pastor. The more that we are in the Word of God, the more our lives are incredibly blessed. And the more we make a difference in building God's kingdom. And I truly believe the success of this church going forward is in direct proportion to how deeply you are in the Word, not just knowing it, but understanding it and living it out. You know, we can hear the Word, we can read the Word, but we're also called upon to study the Word, and that takes time. To even memorize the Word. You know, our Christian um, day school, from the time the kids are in kindergarten through eighth grade, 
every week they're learning Scripture to memorize. And for those that are in kindergarten and now are in eighth grade, if you calculate the hundreds of Scripture verses they've memorized, it's amazing. I think the same thing should be in our lives, too. The more that we memorize Scripture, you're going through life, all of a sudden a situation comes up, and what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Something from the Word of God. To meditate in the Word of God. To take it in deeply. But ultimately to apply the Word of God. And that's wisdom. Living out the Word. And so an action step in this series we're encouraging you to do is to daily spend time with God. In His Word, time, and prayer. Try to set aside time every day over the next 40 days to be with God, to talk to Him in prayer, and listen to Him as He shares through His Word. The second thing I want to share, we grow and we learn in different ways. We grow and we learn in different ways. We're all unique. We're all different. But there's certain ways that, in which we learn. And here's some of those ways. First, I want to share with you a scripture from Luke 3.18. In many different ways, John preached the good news to the people. And we learn different ways. One way is by listening. But by listening, typically we remember about 10% of what we hear. Another way is by seeing, by watching. We learn about, remember, 30% of what we see. Another way is by talking. In fact, it's truly an advantage to being a teacher. I know some of you are going to be leading small groups over the next 40 days. And when you teach... Not only are you preparing for the class, but when you talk about it to those in your class that you're teaching, you learn even more. But the ultimate way to learn is through application, by doing it. We remember 90% of what we do. And so we learn in different ways. And in this series, um, we're going to be learning in all four of those different categories of listening, watching, talking, and doing. Another verse that's not on the screen from Job 33, 14. God speaks in different ways, and we don't always recognize his voice. The third thing I want to share, we grow when we develop spiritual habits. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. Habits form our character. And the way it works is you think about something enough, eventually you're going to do it. Something you do over and over again turns into a habit. A habit that becomes ingrained forms your character. And so what kind of habits do we have when it comes to our spiritual life? It says in John 13, 17, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you practice them. That's an ultimate spiritual habit, is to put God's word into practice. Hebrews 5, 14, solid food is for mature people whose minds have been trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. You know, a habit that um, God wants us to be into, and Jesus makes it very clear, is the habit of becoming disciples. And the word disciple focuses on the word discipline, which is hard work. Who is the oldest quarterback in the NFL right now? The oldest active quarterback in the NFL. Anybody know? Tom Brady. Okay. He's won five Super Bowls. He was in the Super Bowl last year, even though they, they lost. Um, but my guess is he may very well be in a number more Super Bowls, and the guy's 40 years old. Normally at 40 years old, a quarterback's washed out. Why not him? Google his regimen sometimes as far as what he does for working out and his, his diet that he eats. He works hard, very disciplined, determined to play well into his 40s. 
It says in 1 Corinthians 9.25, all good athletes train hard and practice to get better. They do it to win a prize that won't last. But we practice to win a prize that will last forever. You know, Tom Brady is working towards Super Bowls. We're working towards something that's eternal. What we do, what we believe, what we say in the name of Jesus Christ has eternal significance. And there are four different habits that we're going to encourage for all of us, not just in a series, but in life. The first one is this, to be in the habit of worshiping God regularly, like we are today. And I look out at Cross's sanctuary, and I can say most of you are here like every single week, and what a great thing that is. And I know I've shared this before, but I'm so thankful. I look back at growing up, and my father, um, we go camping in the middle of <clears throat> Canada somewhere, and, and every Sunday, he would find a place where there was a worship service. We never missed worship. He got us into the habit of worshiping with other people like we are right now. The second thing is to be in the habit of being in a small group, in some type of Bible study. In fact, for the next um, 40 days, you have the opportunity to get into one of many different small groups. And what a blessing that is. It's not just to help each other to, to grow, but just, you know, ultimately to, you know, as fellowship is something that carries with you for a long time. You know, I think back over the last um, seven years, I've been part of a Saturday morning men's Bible study. And I've got to be honest with you, I am not a morning person. Seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And when I first started going, I'm thinking, this is just way too early. And, but then I, I kept, you know, going, and eventually um, I decided, okay, I'll become the main teacher for it. And it's been going on now for, for seven years, and, and I love to get up early on Saturday mornings just to be with those guys, you know, just to have that fellowship and to be growing in the Word of God. And, and um, they're brothers. And yesterday I had my last study with them, and what an emotional time it was for me. It just, I just... Um, you know, it's just, it's, I'm going to really, you know, miss those guys. But at the same time, these are some of these guys I'm going to stay in touch with because they're, they're my buds. You know, just to be in that small group. And, you know, there's 1,400 people in this church, and you, there's no way you can possibly get in all of them. But to have a group of, of maybe 10 people or so that you um, feel comfortable with to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. You know, it says in um, Acts chapter 2, every day the believers had their the habit of meeting together in the temple courts to worship together and also in their homes for fellowship. They ate together and celebrated with happy and thankful hearts. They praised God and the whole community liked what they saw in these people. As a result, the Lord added to their groups daily as their neighbors were being saved. In the early church, they had large group worship and then they met daily in where? People's homes in those small groups. And powerful things happen when that is followed. Even Jesus, most of his three years of main ministry, he focused on how many? On 12. He had his own small group. But also along with that, to be in the habit of daily being in the Word of God yourself. Daily time with God in in prayer, um, in Bible study. And along with that too, in the habit of memorizing God's Word. And so large group, small group, and then your own personal time worshiping and growing in your relationship with God. These are important habits. In Joshua 1.8, always remember what is written in this book. Read it and think about it every day and be sure to obey everything written in it. If you do this, you'll be prosperous and successful in your life. The fourth thing I want to talk about 
is we grow when we help each other grow. We grow when we help each other grow. Romans 1.12, I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. And in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, let us be concerned for one another to help one another to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit of being together as some are in the habit of doing. Instead, let us encourage one another and all the more. My friends, we need each other, okay? The Bible says that um, we are sheep and the devil is a wolf. Sheep need to be in the company of other sheep and under the protection of the good shepherd. And I think back over my, my years and I just think of all the people that God put into my life to help me to grow. And I've had a chance to help them to grow. And just it's so important that we encourage each other in this journey. And to find that small group within the large group. And we just, even the series, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for you to pray for other people and to, to be there for one another. You look in the Bible, all the, the one another verses, especially the love one another. And as we, you grow together, as we grow as God's people together in love for one another, and as that becomes more contagious, it goes out to the community. We grow when we help one another grow. And an action step, again, to encourage you to be, to join a small group. Or even if it's not going to be in this series, somehow in your life, find a small group of Christian people that you are in fellowship with. The fifth point. We grow and we expect to grow. We grow and we expect to grow. There's a verse in um, Matthew 9, 29. Jesus said, according to your faith will be done to you. I brought something with me here today. It's called a vision chart. And I um, put this together. I was in a training seminar. And it's a vision chart of my life, okay? It hangs in my bedroom. And when I wake up in the morning, I look at it, and I remind myself, this is who I am. This is what I am trying to accomplish. The measure that we set, the bar we set in our life is a bar that we are heading towards, to set our goals high, to expect to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Our minds are very powerful, And I want to encourage us as we set goals in life that the most important goal that we set is growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And finally, we grow and we commit to grow. To commit to grow. In Jeremiah 29, 13, you'll find me when you get serious about about finding me and want it more than anything else. Commitment is so important. And I want to encourage, you know, I know it's post-Easter. I want to encourage you over these next 40 days to expect to grow, but also to commit, to to even as an action step, to covenant with one another, covenant with God, to say, God, I am committing myself these next 40 days to really grow in my relationship and to ultimately to, you know, to spend more time in prayer and to see how you are going to lead me. Now, Again, the most important thing is, is, you know, I want you to know is that Jesus loves you. And through him, you are forgiven. Through him, you're going to live forever. But I want to encourage you to keep growing in that relationship and to realize that God has even greater things planned than we can possibly even begin to imagine. And for the last 11 years, it's been such a privilege for me to serve with you. And I look around the sanctuary, and I know that... um, 
You know, I've seen a lot of, for a lot of you, ups and downs and challenges, but the one thing I do see constantly is that God has been involved all the way. And that through God, we cannot lose. That everything works out. That our future is secure. And I thank you for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, all that you will be doing. Because I know that God has even greater plans for the ministry of Shepherd of the Desert. And I just want you to know, I'm staying in Scottsdale, okay? But um, I've been for a long time talking about the importance of outreach. And you'll probably see me driving around some of my red car with my LP2 FJ license plate in the back. And I feel that God has now called me to practice what I've been preaching, to be more involved in the community, um, to be involved in consulting, coaching business leaders, but also be working with other churches. And, but I just want to thank you for your partnership. And, you know, I hope and pray I'll keep running into you. And I want to hear great things about the future as far as what's going to be happening in this church. But the one thing I do know is this, that God is ultimately in control, that through him all things do work out for the good, that the best is always yet to come. And God has great plans for this church and great plans for each and every one of us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us to make a commitment to keep growing our relationship with you, to feed more on your word, to keep learning in different ways, to develop spiritual habits, to grow by helping each other grow, to expect to grow, to commit to grow. And Lord, I know that you have incredible plans for this ministry here at Shepherd of the Desert. And I know you have incredible plans for our life. And we thank you for your amazing love. And we thank you that we know that our journey is eternal that we are going to be together forever. And as we make this journey, we pray that you will use us in greater ways than ever before to lead those outside of this faith to enter into it and to know of your love. We pray this in your name. Amen.